And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Why, why would you make that noise? Durango Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. Well, you see there, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Oh. I've got me. Not only is it a large straw. It's a large. It changes colors. Like neon straw. I have right now a root beer float. Oh, is that a root beer float procured from the same establishment that perhaps I met you at <clears throat> not that long ago? Uh, yes, I it is. I it is. Was it, it was the following day we when last we recorded last Wednesday. Um, you had mentioned, I think maybe off the air that you you may be venturing uh, near to the place that I live um, for some ice cream. There's a local spot that's quite popular. And uh, sure enough, that very next day, I talked to you in two consecutive days. Uh, we saw each other in person. We, we had um, ice cream. We tried to pressure your wife into getting good ice cream. She was stubborn and refused to do it. Uh, we shopped for pergolas. Uh, it was a very nice time. Thank you for, thank you for uh, coming by. Thank you for... Uh, you know, making the time. Well, when you mentioned that the ice cream place was open, I said, you know, I've never been over there. I, uh, I feel like I should. And it was going to be a nice day. Mm-hmm. And- so now that you have had your, I believe you had a Sunday. Uh, do you feel like it was good? And in- I can hear that. Can you not hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. it. Just isn't showing up as much on the reading as it normally does. But okay. Well, I think we're good. Right. Behind the scenes, folks, some audio when it's quibbles, but I think we're good. Uh, did you enjoy it enough to warrant coming back a second time? I enjoyed the company enough to warrant coming back oh. and engaging in the ice cream with said company. <laughs> you got to try the soft serve. I'm telling you. I think. Yeah, I'll do that. So too. this used to. And I enjoyed the ice cream that I yeah. had. By all means, I enjoyed this it. This used to be. Yeah. Now, I'd like to point out this cup is mostly empty. I have not. Yeah. I did not drink it all. I put half of it in a different container. It is in the freezer. I didn't want to drink all of this, um, so the, it is melted. But there is soft serve in here, so it is A and W root beer, all elite root beer, uh, with some vanilla soft serve. Uh, it's pretty good, and and I I do enjoy yeah. the straw and the awkward noise that the straw straw makes. Is it actually changing colors? It looks like it changes from green to yellow. When you use it, but it, it, so at first I thought it was like a color temperature sensitive no. straw, but it's just the color of the yeah, ice cream. I going think at this the point, the root beer has the ice cream has melted enough to cause everything to be just an interesting tan. Yeah. Beige. Ah. When you have a root beer float, do you want to have like the whole like do you want to have like soft serve ice cream doled into the root beer? Or and so like you just have root you have ice cream literally in the root beer that you could even like scoop out with a straw, or do you want it blended into a nice smooth consistency? Uh, that's what it is right now, and I tell you, I would prefer, 
I actually think this would be better with the hard ice cream um, because mm. it stays solid longer. Uh, like I said, this is melted. I've only had it out for about 10 minutes before we started recording, <clears throat> but it's still very good. But I would prefer, I like, I want, because it's me, I want like a 50-50 ratio of root beer to ice cream. I almost want oh, ice yeah. cream with a root beer topping. Yeah, I mean, when I used to make floats, I feel like it was, it was I feel like it was a good amount of ice cream in there. Yeah. Honestly. I actually think what I should have done is get some soft serve ice cream and a root beer and just made it myself. Because yeah, that my straw be. is nice. Um, now you have the I straw. Do, you can I do have that. the straw. But yeah, it's not quite. I, I probably could have made one that I would have preferred more. But having said that. Once again, you know, I, I used to work in that sort of mom and pop yeah. place. They had a soft serve machine. We did all sorts of ice cream. We even made our own hard ice cream in the back sometimes. So, like, you know, I, I, I had a, uh, I had a bit of a career in this industry, and um, yeah, we we would serve a root beer float, not with a straw, but with a long uh, iced tea spoon. Yep. Uh, I, I I don't really think I I would serve afloat with at least not with just a straw that to me seems like the ratio is off to me yeah ice cream soda is what we used to call it uh when you would blend them more together that's what this is more like a milkshake it's not bad it definitely has those were tasty also but it's not a shaky consistency Mm. um but yeah I think I would prefer more physical ice cream in there. But again, I'm being I'm being picky in particular. Uh, I more just wanted because we did talk about this. I don't remember if it was you or your lovely wife who was debating a root beer float. I did want to try it so that, you know, I could report back and let you know. I thought I th- I remember it being mentioned, but I thought you had said that you'd had it before no, and rather I said it. I almost got one. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is your first time getting yes. one. And what I thought was interesting, I've heard of a root beer float. I've heard of a Coke float. I've even heard of an orange float with the orange, like an orange creamsicle type thing. Yep, Great. Yeah. Mm. I'm not opposed. Certainly not opposed. But... I had never heard a grape of a creamsicle grape float. That's essentially what that would yeah. be. I'm all right with it. That sounds okay. So but yeah, the, we uh, the the orange the orange uh, creamsicle style. We used to we had we had a name for it. We didn't call it a creamsicle. We called it an orange dream or something maybe. But um, oh yeah, same idea. They were delicious. I would sometimes on my break make myself one of those, and I would. I would mix those. I would I would mix those into a milkshake yeah. consistency. So it was all creamsicle all the time. It was mm. <clears throat> Friendly's has you can buy it by the half gallon orange creamsicle. It's the sherbet with the vanilla ice cream, which is quite good. It's quite good, but I I, I prefer the the orange soda plus soft serve method. I do prefer that. I remember uh 
one of those fateful days in our in our dining hall, those long epic meals, putting orange because I was I had so badly destroyed my stomach that I was not supposed to be uh, having dairy. And I took orange sherbet and put it in an orange soda. And I don't remember what I called it, but it was darn good. Exactly. That's what you called it. Darn delicious. It had like a nautical term. Wasn't a muddy rudder. That wasn't it. But anyways, uh, what's new with you, Doc? Are you done? Are finals over? Can you breathe again? No, not really. Um, Things have just been crazy, increasingly crazy, and continuously crazy. Um, So I handed in my my draft for my manual on April 26th. And that was nice. Got a little reprieve while they were copying that over to a different site. But since that's come back online, it's been pretty much nonstop edits, changing things, adding homeworks to all the different topics. Um, Got my staff running through a lot of the exercises now, getting data from them, making changes based off of what I'm seeing from what they're doing. So that's keeping me very busy uh, at work, regular meetings with them reading, going over that stuff. I'm also preparing, obviously, to teach that course uh, starting May 31st. So I've started putting together a syllabus for that and starting putting together just today the um, like the schedule, you know, laying out how many lectures do I have on what days and what topics do am I going to aim to cover and trying to figure out how am I going to do assessments and all that kind of stuff. So starting to put that together, something a little more concrete. That's keeping me busy. And you know, we've still been finishing up makeups and finishing up people making up late work for the regular course. Um, how is the uh, how are the uh, COVID numbers your way? Because they're they're I don't know they're ticking up in uh in in my neck of the woods. Whatever my numbers were are no longer relevant because you know twenty thousand undergraduate students aren't on campus anymore <laughs> I suppose as of this that's week. True. That's true. So yes, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't really know, I guess. Have we, do, have we gone into just the mindset? You know, uh, I am sure that some, and I think we, we've reached that point. Some of the people listening went to college. Um, you know, perhaps there are even some listening who may be thinking about college, either for a first career, second career, or what have you. Have we gone into the philosophy and your thought process behind designing a course? Like, you know, you get to, you get to, you know what the material is you need to present. Though I do, I do want to know as a, as a public school teacher, there are national standards that tell me what I need to teach each grade level. Who decides specifically what you need to know? If I walk into that, bio 102 class that i got to see in uh who decides what is needed to know for that class mostly just the professor um the professor really has academic freedom to teach any way that they want so that could mean and they don't necessarily they don't necessarily have the freedom to decide exactly what gets teached, what gets taught, but they just they do have the freedom to about how it gets taught. So 
just because someone else is saying you have to teach this topic does not necessarily mean you have to emphasize it or go into depth about it, about it, etc. So there there are expectations that are set. You know, colleges, real colleges, are accredited by different national bodies, so they do you know take a look at things. And there are these uh, cu- courses and curriculum committees at at the college level that you know are reviewing what different courses are covering, particularly in 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 different groups, there's different expectations, right? If you're an introductory level course, uh, that's a lab course, you'll have different expectations. Those are kind of all outlined in, in various handbooks and things like that. So at some point, somewhere along the line, some of the those broad strokes of what should be covered is is set by by someone else, but it's pretty loose. It's pretty loose. And you have enough freedom that you could really kind of do, you you could make it work. You know what I mean? However you want to do it. Um, That's okay. Thank you. My wife came in, but she just left. Yeah. Um, So, you know. Oh, hello again. Hi. Hello. You going to say hello? Hi. I, I, please, please let her know that I had a root beer float. He, He had the root beer float from um, the place the place that we were last week she so should have, he, he, she should get one you should get one he says <laughs> is it worth it i thought so if it was very good more worth it than whatever the crap was you more worth it than week. the coconut bar i got that coconut flavor with the it was okay but it wasn't anything great see we'll have to get you we'll have to get her more did she bring you food or is it just yeah i got a couple s'mores here and a glass of water because she's the best she is. She is pretty great. Have fun. Thanks. Have a good walk if that's where you're going. Yeah. All right. I just want to point out while they were chatting, okay. there were like at least seven kisses exchanged between them. <laughs> Not on the lips, though. Just other other places that you can you can imagine what those will be. Nipples. Uh, or not. <clears throat> um. All right. So you could teach. So, so, so there, you could you could teach. It's pretty broad. You could teach a a biology class. Let's go back to that. Yeah. But you could decide on, you know, episode or not episode. Uh, you know, week 8, they could come in and you could go, "Today we're going to learn the psychology of blackjack." And Yeah, probably not. I mean, I could, and I don't know who would stop me necessarily, but I- if someone were to find out about that, it would not be in any way defensible in terms of fulfilling the objectives of the course. Okay. So the, you know the, what I mean? Cause like, even if, even if I came in and I said, Oh, well I decided not to cover Mendelian genetics, but I am going to cover molecular genetics. Cause I think that's more, I think that's, that's more, whatever, uh, more current and, I'm running out of time this semester, so I gotta something's gotta go. Yeah. Like that's a defensible position, but blackjack, I I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know who I would get in trouble with, but I feel like that would be frowned upon once discovered. Okay, so there is there is somebody who is making at least somebody is responsible to make sure you are doing what you said you were going to be doing. Yeah, I mean, at some level, again, the colleges and their contents are being accredited by certain bodies where departments have to go through this process and blah, 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 blah. So, 
someone somewhere is showing them that stuff. All How right. well does that correlate to what's actually being taught? No, I don't know. That's not your job. That's not my job. That's not your job. <clears throat> um, I can't remember what was talked about on the air and what was not. The thing that frustrated you last Wednesday that trickled over into Thursday and resulted in you having to work when you didn't want to work, has that been resolved at all or is it just? Yeah, sure. Whatever. It's over. <laughs> okay. That's not what the word resolved means, Doc. <laughs> over and resolved, two different things. Moving on. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. So. Things are busy. When when is vacation for you? I know you're heading out somewhere on vacation. Is it next week? The week after? Next week. <clears throat> will we be uh will 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 I be doing a, a DC Matthews experience? Will will people get Probably. to experience the joy of booking? Uh I mean, if you want. Instead, I could recap Hoss fight. I yeah. I could recap Hoss fight. It's over. I think I'd be home by Thursday night, although I, I probably would need to check that with the missus. Yes. We probably we could, we could always we can always be flexible. I'm just just get I also want yeah, but I also whatever. want you to be able to enjoy your vacation because this might be the only days this summer that you're not actually working. So maybe. Maybe. Hard to start. Do you ever feel like the ratio of graham crackers to chocolate and marshmallow is off? In what way? I always feel like there's too much graham cracker and not enough chocolate and marshmallow. Well, you see, I don't know this, but if you make your own s'mores, you put as much chocolate on there as you want. That is true, but uh, much like your college courses, when I'm making s'mores, uh, there is an oversight committee who wants to make sure that I'm doing it correctly. And when I, you know, much as... Much as I could not have walked in with this entire cup of root beer flow, uh, you know, I don't think I can take two Hershey's bars, 16 marshmallows, and one little piece of graham cracker and be like, I'm going to make a s'more now. I mean, it's probably good for you that that. It's fantastic. That that's the case. It's fantastic. <laughs> That that I have this oversight committee. It's wonderful. And it's the reason that I am not on as many meds as I probably would have been on had I just kept going on my own. Uh, what is new? What else is new in the world? I don't know. What, what's going on with you? What have you been doing? I don't want to try to even guess. I've had a habit lately of stealing your pieces of positivity from you or at least causing you to talk about them. Before, I just got delivered a moist towelette. How does she like know? Because how did she know you just finished? Is she outside the She's door? Good. She's just that good. <laughs> how did you? It's all part of the service here. Full service. Uh, hey, you you did claim to kiss her nipples earlier, so or maybe she kissed yours. I didn't. We didn't specify. I felt it. Thanks. What do you want to talk about, I Doc? I felt it. What do you want to talk about, Doc? Um, I want to talk I want, about... I want to make sure you feel heard. I don't know. Did you watch In Space with Markiplier yet? I have watched parts of In Space with Markiplier. I don't understand 
why there's a part two because I keep going. So I watch you tours of the ship. You go into your little cryo tank. There's an issue. And now, you know, you, I sent Markiplier in to, you know, fix everything. Now there's a wormhole and it, it just keeps kicking you back to the beginning and, and kind of sort of starting again. I have not had the stamina to keep going. I don't know how there's a part two. With the first one, a heist with Markiplier, you got to an ending quickly. And so I was able to start, like, I was trying to figure out how many endings there were and try to, like, trace all of the different trees and all such. So Heist with Markiplier has many, 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 many different endings. Yes. Um, I, I'm not sure about this. Well, and this is actually a lie. There are multiple endings to In Space with Markiplier. But it would seem to me that there really is only one ending. Okay. Yeah. When you get into part two, I think that really ultimately funnels you to one ending. Although I will say, like, I, I, I think I encountered other endings in part one, but since those don't lead into part two, it's not really the canonical ending. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. So I had sent Markiplier in to fix the defense, sent him to fix the cryo, sent him to fix the reactor. And they had a whole thing in which there was an ending. You make it to this planet. You're making Markiplier do all the work. Eventually, I believe he smothers you with a pillow, thus killing you. And I did get that ending. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was, sorry, spoilers. One. Spoilers. <laughs> and then you get sent back to the beginning again. Have you met Wug? No. There is a lot you have not seen. Okay. I'm sure it had. I probably have devoted maybe 40 minutes total. Um, to if you were to be obsessive about this, I don't know anybody like that, but if you were to be obsessive about this and try to rewatch it and make different choices to see everything, the total runtime of this thing is about seven hours. So you've watched all of it? I don't think I've seen all of it. No. I had, with a heist with Markiplier, I had a Google spreadsheet, because of course I did, and I was trying to make sure I saw everything. So I would be like, all right, here are the first two, and I went to this decision tree, what happens, you know. I actually, I don't know. I, I, I would encourage you to spend time with it, sure. because I'd like to actually have a more in-depth conversation with you about it, because... The nugget I'll leave you with, I don't think this is a spoiler, but, you know, I think Heist was very much about, it's a choose your own adventure. You make choices, and the point is to get to those separate endings. Yes, that's not what you think this is. I don't think that's what this okay. is. Because um, that's what happened. When I realized that I didn't think this was going to have the same, like, as soon as a heist ends and you get to an ending and it says ending 11 out of 31... I'm like, right. I'm in. I'm going to find This it. is not ending yeah. one out of 130 that, or whatever. This, that is not what this is. That, to me, the fact that you want to talk about it makes it more interesting. The fact that it doesn't seem to have that, to me, makes it less interesting because I don't know what we're doing. I, I, I don't know I what it is. It, I don't know what it is. I could see it being less interesting from that choose-your-own-adventure point of view, yes. which is odd, right? Because it has to do with... The multiverse and wormholes and blah, blah, blah. So you would think there would be all sorts of wild and crazy, wacky stuff. Um, 
But thematically, story-wise, I actually think what it's doing is very interesting. Okay. And that's what I want to talk about. Right. But I don't feel like I can be I more will, specific. I'm going to write it down. I have something else here I want to ask you about. So maybe we'll tie, we'll tie this in. But I now it's not in space. I will try. Is there a part three? I had heard there might no. be. No, there's not a part three? Okay. There's no part three. All right. I will try to have at least a good couple of hours devoted to it by the next time we ch- chat. So that way uh, we can have a conversation about it. Because um, speaking of. Did, you, oh, did yes. you see anything in black and white? Not that I think of. I got to a wormhole and all of a sudden there was a different female character that I hadn't met yet. Yeah. That was walking okay. down the explosive hallway. And I was like, yeah. I don't know who this like obviously this is gonna take more time than I have to to dive in. Yeah. So I think I have to go back and I I do have to document what I'm doing. I think that will help me try to It's funny though, because like in, like I I don't know how or why, because I don't think there's any way to logically do this. But I think, oddly enough, I more or less got the canonical endings my first time through with both parts. That, like, well, and, and if you think about a lot of video games that are supposedly you choose what happens, some of them have one ending. I'm thinking of like Most. Far Cry. What was it? Far Cry 5. Pretty much no matter what you do, again, spoilers, that nuclear bomb's going to go off. It's just a matter of where you wind up at the end of it. Um, so, you know, this is kind of like a video game in that all of the decisions that you get to make in the end really aren't that important. Or do you disagree? I think that unlike heist where yes it was about seeing different outcomes i think this one is i think it's more interesting because again of what it's saying thematically and how it's saying that with its content okay we will put we will pivot this until yeah uh i want to talk to you about another thing i have not seen it but I want to know if you have seen the teaser for it. What is your knowledge base on weird colon the Al Yankovic story? I have no basis of for an opinion. I, I, I saw that it was a thing coming to the Ro- a streaming service. Yeah, I want to say it's like Roku originals, which is an issue, but I kind of, I almost, it's not an issue. The Roku, and thus, the Roku channel is a thing now that you can get on other streaming devices. Oh, okay. So I almost want you to watch it right now. Like, have you seen it? You, the teaser? Yeah, I've seen the teaser. Oh, is it out yet? Yeah, I don't know if the thing is out. The teaser is out. but And that's really all I need you to see is, is the teaser. Because I had to watch it two or three times to get it. I, what I thought it was and what it is are two very different things. So right. uh, for those who don't know, obviously, well, I don't want to say obviously, Weird Al. Six platinum records. Yeah. Five Grammys. 
is. The, you know, the untold true story. The greatest parody artist of our generation, if not any generation. <laughs> He's nodding. There's a smile. The smile is growing bigger. He's bopping his head. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, for those who don't know, is playing Weird Al. He looks a lot like him. It's somewhat scary. Like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, man. How did I not see this before? There is the 80s Weird Al. Yeah, does look a bit like Daniel Radcliffe. So I went into it. Is this a fictionalized autobiography? Kind of like... Private parts with yeah. um, you watched Howard Stern. You saw the trailer. He's fighting people. He's drinking heavily on stage. He's like, you know, I have to. Agree. My only wish is that Weird Al Yankovic were played by Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. So Wikipedia says upcoming American biographical comedy film from a screenplay yeah. he wrote, you know. So I have to believe that, yeah, like there is not. So in 2010, according to Wikipedia, again, in 2010, uh, Funny or Die released a fake trailer for this, a show called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, And this one starred, I think, one of the guys from uh, Breaking Bad. And then, you know, 12 years later, this film actually is happening. Um, In a statement, the director said, When Weird Al first sat me down against my will and told me his life story, I didn't believe any of it, (laughs) but I knew we had to make a movie about it. Love it. So I I have to imagine that, yes, this is there's going to be elements that are true and elements that are not. But it's got Rain Wilson. It's got Daniel Radcliffe. It has other people who I'm sure are famous that I just don't know who they are. and it's my my one concern about it is Daniel Radcliffe is not a great actor. Is that controversial? I don't think so. I think he did a fine job playing Harry Potter. Um and since then you know, he was naked on stage on Broadway. He did a movie where he played a guy turning into the devil. Uh he's now in that Sandra Bullock action romance movie like he's playing sort of weird quirky characters but i don't know that you know he had a couple of movies i think that he tried to do serious and now i think he realizes i the first line of my obituary has already been written i'm now just gonna have fun for the remainder of my career or at least that's what i would hope you would do at that point yeah i mean he's definitely made some um you know, B movie style things. Like there was that guns akimbo movie he was in where he's got like guns, I think nailed to his hands or something. I don't remember. It was, I haven't seen it, but it it seemed like it was, you know, sort of a throwback to a weirdo sort of B movie by way of crank style, that sort of energy. Remember crank with, um, Jason Statham, I I didn't I didn't see it, but that was sort of what I Yeah, uh, there are definitely guns nailed to this guy's hands. Yeah, I, I didn't see that, but like, you know, so that's sort of in my world. Um Swiss Army Man is another one that I wanted to see. Um I thought that looked pretty good. It, again, sort of in my scene. It was uh sort of like a 
I think it's more of a drama, but I think he plays a dead body in that movie. Yeah. And it looked kind of quirky and interesting. And it's made by A24, which is the production company that makes a lot of the real popular uh, horror movies these days, like Hereditary and Midsummer. Uh, Midsummer might not have been A24. Same director, but I don't know. But anyways, A24 makes a lot of interesting films. They tend to be low budget, but they tend to be well-made auteur-style films, and they don't seem to have a preference in terms of genre. Like They make excellent horror movies as well as uh, dramas and things like that. So I always sort of keep an eye out for movies coming from that uh, production company at this point. Um, So I wanted to see that one. So I don't know. I think he's done some interesting stuff that I haven't seen that maybe would change my mind. But like, yeah, I, Harry Potter was fine, but he was very much a kid actor. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, around that same time, there was a horror movie, uh, The Woman in Black, I think it was called. And he was the lead in that. And that was mm, OK. But, it, you know, so I'd be interested to see how he's grown, especially with his, you know, time being naked on Broadway and all of that, how he's, you know, sort of adapted his style I, I bet you there's been some real growth there but i i definitely haven't seen him in anything recently well and you know what kind of acting are you hoping to get from a weird al comedy biopic like that's my question how much you know i don't want serious drama necessarily no i don't know i don't want that but he still has to be believable in the character i think and i don't know a lot of times i watch him and i feel like i am watching Daniel Radcliffe, not the character yeah, that he's supposed to be. Well, um, I, the movies that I've seen him in, he was in the magic movie. Now you can see, now you see me too. And then he's in this again, that Sandra Bullock movie. I almost feel like he's playing, you know, he's playing a ridiculously rich young man. Who's a little crazy with the amount of power he has. He probably can play that very well. Cause I would imagine Look up his, uh, I imagine he's worth, you know, a couple hundred million dollars. 110 million, according to celebritynetworth.com, that trusted organization. All this uh, talk about private parts, you know, the uh, fictional autobiography of Howard Stern, and of course now the weird, the Al Yankovic story. I don't know if you ever read this book, but it reminds me, I read this when I was much younger. I don't know if it holds up, Uh, but. Leslie Nielsen had released a fictional autobiography, a book uh, called The Naked Truth, yep. which was along those lines. Have you, you ever read that? I, I don't think, I think so. I don't know. I remember enjoying it quite a bit when I was younger. I wonder if I could f- find a copy of that these days. Uh, that book makes me think of, do you ever read Colin Mockery's Not Quite the Classics? No, I have never read anything by Colin Mockery. Uh, I don't know how much he's read, but I think you would appreciate this. He takes class. I think I have this on like iPad. I probably have this somewhere. I think I may have bought an ebook of it. Um, he takes the first line and last line from a classic book and makes up everything in between. So does he have to get the same page count? Because so that could get pretty boring. No, I don't think so. I think they're more short stories, but. Okay. Again, right. from an improv pers- improv perspective. Oh yeah, I just saw that and I was like, "Weird Al, looks like it's going to be a little tongue in cheek." That seems to be in our wheelhouse, uh, similar to 
heist with Markiplier. Or, no, in space with Markiplier. You know what I didn't watch this weekend? WrestleMania Backlash. Backlash. Didn't watch a lick of it. Good. Um, Come to the dark side. I, I watched some I watched some episodes of NXT Level Up, which is the, the B show from NXT, because I want to get in on some of these wrestlers on the ground floor. So that was something that I did. Um, Just the name of that show makes me want to not give it a shot. Well, especially when they start the two hosts, one of whom is Nigel McGuinness. They have to, you know, as they finish their intro and... Uh, they cut to the first match. One of them has to go, it's time to level up. And then every time a wrestler wins, usually as they show the recap and you watch the you know highlights of the match, Zion Quinn with the victory here showing he's ready to level up. Every, every time you talk about the WWE, I'm so glad I don't watch that stuff anymore. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure so AEW is good. AEW Dynamite five eleven. Yeah, I'm sure that's good. What's going to be on tonight? Adam Cole versus one of the guys from the Revival in the Owen Hart quarterfinals. Uh, Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. Oh, good. Um, Danhausen's going to wrestle against Tony Nice from the Cruiserweight Classic. That I'd like to see, only because I've never seen Dan Housen wrestle. Um, Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy. I'm sure that will be good. Yeah. I I have my, you know, our new, what's essentially turned kind of into a DVR type thing that we have, this Xfinity stream. Um, I have it set to record AEW. I haven't watched but I, 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 I'm recording it, so that's something. I miss Lucha Underground. I miss uh, 2004 to 2007 or 8 TNA, and I know I can watch it. I'll get there eventually, but, you know. I miss AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe and throw Loki in there. and I miss that. That was some good stuff. Uh, we probably got some good stuff in our emails, so I would recommend we head in that direction, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, the first email comes from Tim, uh, sent way back on, well, not way back, way back on May 9th. That was yesterday. The Madness. Hey, fellas. No, I'm not referring to the Macho Man, because this isn't a wrestling podcast anymore. Instead, the Multiverse of Madness is my topic. You may or may not have discussed it yet, but it's safe to say that Bruce Campbell is a national treasure. Now, I have been introduced and has now been introduced to a new fan base. I enjoyed the film overall. My wife and I sad a conversation about the idea of renting out a theater in July when Tor comes out. Staffing has been rough the last few months, and I thought it would be a good way to show my team and their families my appreciation. Thoughts on something like this? Side but related question, what is the best thing an employer has done to thank you for hard work, something that's not a cash bonus or a raise? What do you think would be a great thank you? Best regards to you and the besties. Tim. Have you seen Doctor Strange 2 yet? No, I have not. Have you? No. So I'm hoping this was not a spoiler. Uh, It's Sam Raimi. He always says Bruce Campbell in there somewhere. Okay. 
I'm not surprised that he's there somewhere. Okay. I don't know who would have been introduced to him by this, but. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, and granted, I don't know. Just seems, seems early to talk about that, but that's just me. Um, Who do you think Bruce Campbell is? The announcer from the earlier Spider-Man movies? You think since this is the multiverse of madness, they opened up on the New York uh, stage where Mary Jane was uh, opening, was was acting. Was it was that Spider-Man three? And Bruce Campbell is playing the usher this time, not allowing Tobey Maguire entry into the building. It, It just looks as if. You know. If he's been introduced to a new fan base, I'm like, I know there are a bunch of cameos. Is he playing an alternate version of a hero that we're all familiar with? Nah, there's no way that Sam Raimi would have let Bruce Campbell do anything meaningful. It's definitely a bit part that will result in zero residuals down the line because he loves to torture his friend and not actually (laughs) help. Um. Walk me through. What are your thoughts on? Would you ever rent a theater and take your uh, your 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 staff out? How do you how do you appreciate I, your staff? I my thoughts on something like this is I think it's a nice gesture, but I would never want to go to something like that. I don't know what you and your team are like. And like I, I'm friendly with the members of my team, but I don't want to spend time with them outside of work. I mean, but, but like your staff, how do you appreciate the people who are working under you as your as the boss? How do you show them that you appreciate them? I think that's what he's going with here. Is that I don't think it requires gestures like that. I think you 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 work with them. You listen to the things they tell you. You implement their ideas. You let them know that they're valued and appreciated. And, you know, you give them good reviews when you can. You vouch for them when they're looking for additional time off or they're looking for um, um, anything that you can help with in that regard. You keep your eyes open when things like merit bonuses are available and you make really good arguments for your team and why they deserve that extra pay. Um, Yeah. Those are the sorts of things I do. I don't do these grant. I don't do big gestures. The most I do is I say, Hey guys, let's take an afternoon and let's walk on over to the uh, ice cream place and we'll just spend an hour or two shooting the breeze. You know what I mean? Like we, we have our staff meeting where any topics, not necessarily work related, but a lot of it, is centered around that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't do anything see, that that is like a nice, this. That's a nice gesture. It's a nice gesture. You ever buy? Him but like also, a, it's on work time. You ever like, you ever buy him an empty tote bag? No. Oh, we were given an empty tote bag once. I was given a this last semester. The college bought every staff member a, a nice metal insulated water bottle that says the college name on it. And we got a, a letter saying, thank you for all of your hard work over the course of the pandemic. And I looked at that thing. And I'll tell you, a lot of my staff, one person gave it away. Other people threw it away. 
Uh, I have mine on my desk. I don't use it, but every time I look at it, I remember how little the place that I work for values me, that they think this was an appropriate token gesture um, for the last two years. I keep it there to keep me angry, which I don't think is what they were going for, but that's how I view those I, sorts of We things. were given last year, we were given an empty tote bag. Mm-hmm. And I took that ev- everywhere. Every meeting we had, I would pack whatever I needed for that meeting in the tote bag. And I would make a big production of hefting the tote bag up onto the table. And, put, and, and, and if somebody asked, I would just talk out loud about what a wonderful tote bag it is and how, you know, how easy it is to be able to carry all of these items that I need. And I just, yeah. Uh, this year, you know, Teacher Appreciation Week is usually the first week in March. Um, you know, we get lunch. They, you know, they went to uh, a pizza place that happens to share a building with a gas station. We got pizza from there, which it's actually, I think, is pretty decent. So I had some pizza from there. Um, my immediate boss, uh, we also had a book fair, uh, got a couple of books from the book fair for me, bought them herself, and wrote a nice handwritten note talking about how she's appreciated uh, the work I've done the last few months since she's joined our merry band. And I thought that was actually quite thoughtful. She didn't have to buy the book. She didn't have to. Uh, mm. um, she yeah, didn't, she didn't, I don't she didn't do have anything to write that hand, thoughtful. Like, I, I do write like a nice end of year note to my staff, like a, usually like a holiday card of some sort. And I write, you know, so a nice message in there. Um, and usually I leave like a. um a box of chocolates or something for people to share in the office. But we don't like exchange gifts or anything no. like that. We don't have. And, and I think, and I, I don't know what Tim does for work. I think renting out a theater for Thor, I would imagine that would be something more in like tall guys world. Maybe. Right? But like, I remember when my uh, wife now, Mrs. Manson, she used to work for this company um, in Boston And so, like, the thing, like, they would do is, like, they used to rent out different hotels, conference center, whatever. They'd rent it out, and they would have a a holiday party. And, you know, it was usually, like, a suit and tie style event, dress up, go. You get a real nice dinner out of it. I don't remember if you had to pay your own way in. You might have had to, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was covered. But I just remember, like, I went there with her once at least. And I just remember, like, you get all dressed up, and then, like, you go home from your work day, you get all dressed up, and then you go back out, you get back on the subway, you go back downtown, and you go to this place to hang out with your coworkers for three or four hours, and everybody is there because they feel like they're supposed to be there, and they're supposed to be schmoozing, and, like, Nobody except the CEO is actually really having a good time. And, you know, that one guy who is just a total extrovert and just wants to schmooze everything because that's their personality. Sure. But outside of those two people, it's just like it's a whole room of people that don't really want to be there, but feel like they've got to be there. And, yeah, you get a nice meal out of it, but that's not my scene. There were holiday parties for the first 10 to 12 years before COVID. I went to zero of them. It's no, no not going right 
I work again, it's just you. like <sighs> I work with you. I enjoy working with you. There are a select few that I would consider seeing outside of work hours. But as for the rest of you, when I leave at four o'clock, I'm done with you until eight o'clock the next day. Yeah. And I mean, to go along with the next thing, what's the best thing an employer has done to thank you for hard work? And I know you qualified this with something that's not a cash bonus or a raise, but but those are the only things an employer has ever done for me that I have appreciated. I'll be honest with you, like I don't even appreciate cash bonuses because it's a one-time payment. I would rather have a small percentage increase to my base salary, which I know will, you know, the next time I get a small increase will compound every single time I get a raise from here on out. I would almost rather have, I know even like mathematically, that doesn't always make sense. Sometimes that small percentage increase might work out to less money, but I just, yeah, I, for me, it's pay me. That's the only thing that matters to me. Yeah. Fuck we, you. Pay me. You don't do uh, education doesn't have bonuses. That's not it. Apparently, there may be a longevity bonus at some point, but that's it. Oh, did I tell you that yet? You got one, right? Yeah. Did I tell you that on the air or off the I air? I don't remember, but I know you told me. Oh, okay. I was really surprised about that. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, I scream. You scream. Where are we on Neapolitan? Neapolitan? Yeah. Are you talking about the spelling of the word? Yeah. Is it That's right. I think he's right. But in my head, it was always like Napoleon. No. Neapolitan is a resident of Naples spelled with an O. Neapolitan huh. is the ice cream. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure it was right, but it just made me pause. Uh where are we on Neapolitan ice cream? If a tub of the stuff is cracked open in front of you and you're told to help yourself, what's the move? All right. Why are we forced as... Oh, you want to answer that first? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, for me, it's... I'm doing... 60% chocolate, uh, 30% vanilla, and I may let the back of the scoop touch the strawberry on the way out. When I was young, the answer was scoop out the chocolate and the vanilla and throw the strawberry away. Yeah. Uh, today, I think I would go for a pretty even th I don't, third, third, third. I don't split. mind strawberry ice cream, but it's got to be mostly chocolate. I have recently discovered that like there's this one company that makes this. Um, I think they call it a white chocolate raspberry ice cream. So like the ice cream itself is white chocolate, but it's got swirls like raspberry in there and there's probably chunks or something. And like, so that's ostensibly a berry ice cream. And that's not the sort of ice cream flavor I ever would have gone for in my younger days. But I got to say, it might be one of my current favorite ice cream flavors. Wow. I'm coming around on the berries. All right. All right. Why are we forced as consumers to pull against the chains of big ice cream's limited imagination? We sent a man to the moon with nothing but a slide rule and an abacus. You're telling me we can't get a little sexier with our ice cream three ways? Go ahead and come up with a pro wrestling themed ice cream menage a trois. What are we having? The Rocky Road, Mark Henry's sexual chocolate and French vanilla Martin, uh, Mabel's maple, Rusev's machka and Ray Pistachio Jr.? 
cloyingly yours, Jeremy. The problem is, Jeremy, you took all the good ones. Oh, yeah, I'm you not took, doing this. You took now. all the easy ones. You're not doing it. <laughs> so <it's just> a... <laughs> I can't I can't be asked to perform like a monkey. Uh, Shane McMahon's ice cube out of my mouth. Shane McMahon's show me the money cookie dough. That's a reach. Orange. Here comes orange the money. Sherbert Cassidy. Money's green. Therefore, mint, mint chip. Yeah. Orange but the Cassidy. dough is clever. Orange, so. orange Cassidy Sherbert. Bobby Fish Food. Uh, I don't know that orange and fish food really go together. Oh, I I'm not make sure that's a trio because that's what he's asking you to do. Oh, uh, and really, maple can you matcha go- and pistachio are going to go together. I know that doesn't sound very good either. And like adding Rocky Road to sexual chocolate just sounds like more chocolate. Yeah, I think that's cheating too, Jeremy. So. I mean, there's what's Frenchie Vanilla Martin? What is that? Frenchie Martin was a manager. And I was thinking I was I was thinking of French vanilla, but I'd be going La Resistance or something. Oh, you know? there you go. And I just feel like, you know, you know how that sometimes they have like those ice cream flavors where it's like everything in the kitchen sink. Like I, I would want to call that like braun Strowman's dumpster of flavor you know what i mean it would just be like every candy and syrup i don't know why i associate braun Strowman with dumpsters other than the fact that i think he put somebody in a dumpster once dumpster i think the miz put him in like the back of a trash truck and like a week later that trash truck backed up and he got out of it implying he lived in that trash truck for a week in my subconscious that has lived as canon and now we have the Braun Strowman dump truck ice cream flavor. So you're welcome, world. There you're you welcome. Go. All right. Our next email comes from Glenn. Bestest of all besties. There is no subject. Hey, guys. Quick email this week, but longish answer. Between your rank, your top 10 kids shows. Between you rank your top 10 kids shows when you were growing up. Thanks, Glenn. So in the bestie chat today. There were some comments on having a big, epic TV show tournament. Now, we did 80s sitcom or 90s sitcom. 80s. But they were talking about like an epic tournament. But then they said, oh, you know, 32 or 64 teams. And to me, the joy of booking guy, an epic tournament is far more than 32 or 64. But that implies we know 128 TV shows. I don't know that we know we can speak on those. And, you know, then they were like, well, because we have both sides of the pond. I, I know a small handful of British TV shows. That's it. Faulty Towers. What? What? Yeah. Black Adder, a bit of Fry and Laurie, the British office. Mr. Bean. Top gear. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's the Flying Circus. Did you say the Flying Circus? I didn't, though. I did. You do something uh, for another podcast involving the Monty Python theme that you may hear in the next week or two depending on what other wrestling podcasts that may be loosely affiliated with this one you uh you happen to uh to partake in um so i think if we're gonna do a big tv show tournament i need people to send in shows so are you saying we don't do a top 10 kids shows because you want to do a big tv tournament no i think we can do kids shows we can do a 10 kids shows 
But I just I wanted to reference what they talked about in the bestie chat. If we're gonna do a big tournament, I'm all for it. You know how I operate, but I need names. Like, are we doing a game show bracket? Are we doing a reality TV show bracket? Like, we could go crazy with this. I need more guidelines. Top 10 kids shows when you were growing up. Um, between the two of us. So are we drafting again? I or mean, do we have to agree? Because if we have to agree, I need to run to the restroom before we get into that level of thing. If we're going to do 10, I feel like we have to agree. Only because we're, we're never going to be able to draft 10 separate ones to come up with 20 each. I just figured we'd draft 10 total of each of us alternating picks. But we could agree. Let's agree. Okay. Will you vamp for a minute? Yeah, sure. Talking. All right. I I had a root beer float, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, while my good friend goes to use the restroom, I'd like to talk to you a minute about, man, this was going somewhere, and then it totally just went off the rails there. I'll be honest with you. The moment he said that he had to use the restroom, I kind of also have to use the restroom. I think what's going to happen is he's going to come back. He's going to sit down in the chair. I'm going to wait for him to sit. I'm going to wait for him to put the headphones back on his head. And then wordlessly, I'm going to stand up, take off my headphones, and I'm going to vacate the premises of my webcam, my office, and so forth. And we're going to see what he does. I don't know. Will he will he know just to vamp? I think he will. But we're going to find out. Oh, there's a shadow moving. I think he might be on his way back. Let's see what happens. I, I, I don't want to give him any clue, any clues, though. I'm just I, OK. Here he comes. OK, he's going to sit down. And there he is. All right. What'd you decide? What are our 10? Oh, never mind. He's gone now. OK, we're tagging out. Uh, I have no idea what he talked about. So I suppose I'll tell you. Uh, about my thoughts um kid shows well you could talk about your little kid shows your mr rogers neighborhood and things like that there's a show that i apparently used to thing sing the theme song to called the new zoo review uh i don't remember the show at all i've looked it up i have no idea what they're talking about with the new zoo review uh but apparently i used to sing the song i'm like all right nickelodeon your guts your Legends of the Hidden Temple, um, even your Double Dares or what, your What Would You Do's. Those are shows I watched a lot. Uh, cartoons, your Turtles, your Captain Planet, um, things of that nature. The 90s X-Men is going to need to be very close to the top of the list. Batman the Animated Series is probably going to need to be on our list. Um, and so that's why the French don't wash. Huh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you talked about, but I, I just started listing thoughts on shows. Oh, I talked about how the moment you said you had to use the bathroom, I suddenly had to use the bathroom. And then I laid out my plan about how I was just going to wait for you to come back, wait for you to put your headphones on and then and without out. saying a word, just leave. And then we would see what you did on the tape. <laughs> okay, That's fair. I, I honestly went through some of the shows. Um, came up with some names that are probably going to need to be on both of our lists. Well, we're making one list. Well, okay. Then they're going to need to be on our list then at this point. Uh, I begin with uh, 
are we ranking them or are we just doing 10? Because it doesn't it says let's top do 10. 10, but we can let's go, just do 10. Let's just go out of order. Uh 90s X-Men. Does it make your list? Maybe. It would probably be in the upper upper Ooh. numbers. Okay. So it could get pushed out of the top ten if there was too many others, but probably. What's probably. your what's your clear number one? Uh the real Ghostbusters. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know, I did question what we meant when we were talking about kid shows. Like, are we going shows we would like the Sesame? I fell in love with the X Files uh when i was 10 years old because i think that's when it premiered in 93 yeah does that count as a kid show i would say not even yeah though probably not watch it when you were a kid i did i, I watched it as a well, kid. And, and again sitcoms are technically not kid shows perfect strangers yeah. not a kid show as much yeah. as we loved it um so yeah, let's thinking, stick with the kid I'm, shows i guess i'm thinking nickelodeon okay your guts your legends of the hidden temple your double dare Okay, are there any of those you want to put on the list? Uh, Guts, I liked a lot. I don't um, know if I watched Guts. With Mo? Oh, come on. Oh, I watched Guts. I watched Guts. Mo. Yeah, okay, I watched Guts. And they were the young, one that like, young Guts, DC. Guts, young Guts, DC. Guts, right? No. No? No, and I'm not what talking about like this. Well, that might have been Guts. With the aggro crag, they did all of these like athletic things where they're like, on bungee cords and they're playing basketball. Did they they have any other shows like Guts? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Not that one. Then you had, you can't do that on television. That was Uh, a sketch show. Yeah. But, you know, then you got your double dares, your, not salute your shorts. What was, uh, figure it out. Your, um, what would you do? Hey, dude. Yeah, I didn't care for that show at all. I (laughs) I like salute your shorts better. I didn't even really love that one either. I didn't like Silver uh, Shorts. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated yeah. cartoon. Got to be on there. I think so. X-Men's got to be on there for Batman, you, Batman the Animated Series. I liked X-Men more than Batman. Me too. I think today, if I were to rewatch it, I would probably appreciate Batman more, but... I I did... I have an idea in my head for a podcast in... And I don't want to spoil it, but it would involve watching cartoons because, you know... I have that much free time. Um, uh, so listen, we've got Ghostbusters. We've got turtles. Do you, count, you know, Monday Night Raw started when I was 10. I watched nah. a hell of a lot of it. Uh, nah. It's not a kid's show. Yeah, not really. Uh, I would put Darkwing Duck on there Ooh, for me. Yes. And maybe Excellent. the Rescue Rangers. But have you seen stuff on the new one they're making? A movie that's like part real, real life part. Yeah. I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. I, like, the thing it I think is the most Plus, clever. I want to watch it. The thing that I think is most clever is that um, Dale is, is the one with the Hawaiian shirt, right? I think so, yeah. They talk about how he had, um, you know, essentially plastic surgery. So while Chip is still two-dimensional animation, yes. Dale Chip is, is now CGI. Yeah. I thought that was clever. They're, 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 it seems like a very, um, yeah, very famous thing. Oh, uh Thundercats, Silverhawks, He-Man. I didn't like any of those shows. What? Yeah, I know they're the traditional ones, but I, I didn't care for any of them. Scooby-Doo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Scooby-Doo. All right. That gets us at five. I'd like to point out none of them are actual like people. X-Men, Real Ghostbusters, 
Turtles, Darkwing Duck, Scooby-Doo. We're cartoon people, clearly. Um, I also really enjoyed the Muppets. I think that counts. I was thinking about Fraggle Rock. Okay, I would put both of those down, honestly. The Muppet Show and Fraggle Rock. Yeah. I watched the hell out of both of those as a kid. All right. Uh, I didn't really love Animaniacs. I liked Animaniacs. I liked it, but it was like... Tiny Toons? Yeah, Tiny Toons was good. Captain Planet? Captain Planet I always thought was kind of lame, but I, I mostly watched it. Did you like Captain Planet? Um, in some form or fashion. It was kind of lame, though, when right? When did Power Rangers come out? Were we kids for Power Rangers? I feel like we just missed Power Rangers. I think we may have. Yeah. I remember a show called Mask. Do you remember Mask? I do. Yep. Where, like, they had no powers, but they put a mask on and they drove weird cars. And the cars, like, could transform into jets or something. Yeah, boats or whatever. Yeah. I think I even had one of those toys. Yeah. Transformers? I was not a big I... Transformers kid. Um... How many are we at? Seven. As a teacher, I feel like I need to put Reading Rainbow or like a Mr. Rogers on there. But again, wow. Bill, oh no, Mr. Wizard. You're a scientist. I don't care. I liked uh, Bill Bill Nye Nye? more than I liked Mr. Wizard. I'll put Bill Nye on there. I like Bill Nye. Uh, Beekman's World, also honorable mention, but uh, I do think that Bill Nye was the superior show. Do, 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 do. Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, Inspector Gadget. How, what, what, what world was I forgetting? Inspect, Inspector Gadget, all-time kid favorite over here. I loved me some Inspector Gadget. Go, Gadget, go. We still uh, don't have any real shows, do we? Bill Nye. <laughs> we have okay. Bill Nye. And eight other shows. And like I real I liked I did like the Adams family and the Munsters growing up, but I don't think I, I watched them that much. I do think we I may have our tenth show, which had at least one human in it. No, two if you count Lawrence Fishburne. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Or was it just the movies? No, I, I enjoyed uh the Playhouse show as a kid. Yeah. And actually so I don't think I appreciated the movie. The movies, well, I didn't appreciate Pee-wee's Big Adventure until later in life. I enjoyed Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Scared the hell out of me. Yes, exactly. Large, um, Big Top Pee-wee, terrifying. I never really liked. Big Top Pee-wee, I thought was kind of meh. Um, I don't remember, but of course, now that I'm Googling it, apparently there was a show called Hey Vern, It's Ernest. Saturday yeah. mornings for one season. It was not around for very long, and like, I only ever caught it in syndication. I don't think it was very good. I loved the Ernest movies as a kid. Oh, of course, yes. But yeah, I don't think I, I the show was not available enough to have seen it really. All right, X Men, Ghostbusters, Turtles, Darkwing Duck, Scooby Doo, Muppets, Fraggle Rock, Bill Nye, Inspector Gadget. That's nine. I would give you Mister Rogers if you wanted to. I, I was like never a big Sesame Street kid. I never really watched Sesame yep. Street growing up. Um, and I, Mrs. Manson thinks that is heresy because Lamb she Cop didn't do anything for him. No, she loves Sesame Street. I, I appreciate Sesame Street. She's always I, laughing about some Bert and Ernie skit that she remembers God. from when she was a kid. So like she's way oh, and Mrs. Grover Manson. and yeah, she's way into Sesame Street. Yeah. But. 
Well, there you go, Glenn. There's our 10. Thank you for, again, another excellent idea that allowed for a bathroom break. Uh, che checks in tech. Hey, gents. 11th of May in India marks National Technology Day. What is your favorite bit of tech past and present and why? Also, if you could please pop on your inventor's hats a moment, what futuristic mind-bending Tony Stark-esque teach can you come up with that doesn't exist yet? Hope all is well with you and yours, Che, sent from a man currently suffering from meat sweats. Oh, man. I, because I have that oversight committee, I don't often get to indulge in the meat sweats as much as I, I used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walking out of the Chinese buffet, having eaten chicken wings and chicken fingers and beef teriyaki and... Uh, Good times. Uh, favorite bit of tech, past and present? My favorite bit of tech from the past might well be the original Game Boy. That was exactly what I was going to pick. Really? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I spent yes. a ton of time with mine as a kid. So, yeah. The ability to take, of, you know, we didn't have Nintendo. We've talked about that ad nauseum on this yep. show. There were not enough outlets in the house. We know. Um, but the ability to take a video game to take Mario or WWF superstars or Kirby or whatever I'll be honest with you I probably spent 95% of my time on the Game Boy playing Tetris yeah like I had a few other games yeah but Tetris was the one I always 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 Went back to. I remember as a kid playing it so much, and I do this with with some games now, that like you're lying in bed and you're still playing it in your head. Like, and, like you just see the pieces yes. moving, with your eyes closed. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think that's. I honestly, that was gonna be mine too. Because like, you have to remember, especially for us, I think, like technology and video games. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We didn't grow up in the 50s when computers were the size of rooms. Yeah. But that was like the first piece of tech that you could take with you. That's it. Like, that's it. it even in- even like they had those little televisions with the antennas. But even that was like an expensive luxury yeah. item. I didn't have one of those. And the Game Gear, I thought, was too bulky. Too bulky. The, the uh, batteries lasted for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I had a cousin who had the Game Gear. And while the color screen was very, very impressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was never jealous. I was that like, was yeah. when I had one. I had both. And that was when I first started appreciating Mortal Kombat. But, oh, okay. but yeah, no, I, I was I played the Game Boy way more than I played uh, the Game Gear. So, yeah, that would be that was honestly going to be my favorite piece of tech uh, in terms of present tech. Do we you know, have to go somebody, with a piece of hardware? Because I think the only right answer for present is the internet. Sure. But that might be too broad. Maybe we want to talk about a specific I would think piece. maybe hardware. But again, you know, uh, Jeremy, I think, mentioned, you know, they had a slide rule and an abacus and they went to the moon. And, you know, people always say the phone that is in your pocket is more powerful than the science that got people or the technology that got people to the moon and back. So it's hard to argue with, uh, although actually this is a silly one, but a wireless Bluetooth headset, 
the fact that I don't have cords dangling and I can yeah. just, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. My, cause like I have a pair of AirPods now and it's the same idea, you know, truly wireless headphones. Yeah. They're so, so convenient. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do love if like that might be the answer because if not the smartphone in general, because yeah. if the two pieces of tech I 100% always have in my pockets, smartphone, so AirPods, and my AirPods. Yeah. So that's probably it. Yeah. Um, pop on my inventor's hat. I, you know, they have like wool winter caps that have Bluetooth. They've got baseball now. The pitchers, some of them have little receivers. They're hearing, you know, automated commands. The catcher taps a couple of buttons on like an armband and the pitcher hears the kind of pitch they want to throw. Like that sort of stuff. I'm expecting, you know, where do we go past this? It's going to be some sort of screen that just like a little projector. I always think of it like minority report. You kind of wear it on your like forearm. And it'll project this little square here that only you can see. Maybe it's glasses or something like that. And so you're doing all of your computing without actually needing a device. Either you are the device or you're wearing the device. And see, that's the problem. Like, I I can't come up with any tech that doesn't exist even not in concept. Because there's plenty of, like, conceptual tech that doesn't exist. That would be awesome to have like, you know, the, 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 the display you're just talking about, whether it's implemented that way or if it's contact lens where it, it's it's being projected there. And, the and you know, by fiddling with augmented reality, it appears like it's projected in front of you. Like, sure, that exists in concept. Time travel exists in concept. Teleportation exists in concept. Uh, you know, but can you can you imagine when everybody in the world can just watch pornography silently and no one knows oh they'll know (laughs) i i remember when google glass came out and i was like this is it this is what people like me have been and you have been waiting for to watch pornography in public no (laughs) but just the the i I we've been waiting for this (laughs) this is quite the confession i made a jump i made a leap okay I, i didn't i didn't preface i didn't preface the leap enough but when Google Glass came out, the idea that I could get like, you know, email or things like that would appear on the screen that I could see it sounded really cool. And Google Glass was a thing for like a year. And then no one talks about it. Anymore. Do you remember? Like, because people that wore it were called glass holds because it was a huge backlash against it because people were concerned that they were just recording everything all the time. Yeah. Like they were I banning saw, them from bars and nightclubs. I and- saw one person. Uh, on Martha's Vineyard, one of the taxi drivers had it on. Yeah. It was the only person I'd ever seen wear one. Did anybody call him a glass hole and then no. knock him off his face? No. I heard that was a popular thing. But yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to have some sort of, you know, I, I and again, it all exists in theory, some sort of way to get us away from fossil fuels, but all of that exists. You know, the Dyson sphere, the idea that you could build a sphere that harnesses the power of a star and, you know, gives you unlimited amount of energy that exists in theory. Yeah. I, heard it I mean, so like, like if, I, if I were to take another approach to this, because like I think about like Tony Stark, right? And I, I don't know, maybe this was like Endgame 
And like, so he basically decides because somebody mentions it to him. He decides, oh, I'm going to figure out how to time travel overnight because I'm brilliant. And for some reason, I never had the thought to figure out time travel before. But now that I've had the thought, I'm just going to poof, make it exist overnight. If I taking that approach, if there was like any piece of tech that I could make exist overnight, what would that be? That's an interesting question. What would you go with? I don't know. On the one hand, I think I'd want to go with like food sustenance in like pill form that like could be transported literally anywhere in the world to solve hunger for everyone everywhere. Um, On the one hand, there's something like that, which I think would be important, maybe more important, but I also would be very tempted by teleportation to instantly travel wherever it is you need to go with no commute time. Like that's a big one. Also, Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think those would take more precedence over like immortality or yeah anything like that. You know, if we're if we're going that like immediate need, uh, a way better desalinator. If you could take sure. like the incredible amount of salt water that we have and be able to very quickly and easily transfer into fresh potable water, that solves a lot of problems real quick. <laughs> um, so, you know, that would be nice. You know, I always think that we need this. This is going to sound weird, but like we know so much now that we didn't know when societies and cities and roads and all of these things were built. Like you almost wish you could just be like, you know, let's come up with some sort of high speed transit that makes it really easy for you to get places like, you know, almost like a hyperloop, but better. Um, but you have millions and millions of miles of roads. What the hell are you going to do with those? Yeah. So blow them up. Probably something. All right. Interesting uh, questions this week. I love them. Nate email time. Good afternoon, gentlemen. This might be a bland and short email, but here we go. When I sit back and reflect on my current situation and what I do in life, I realize I live a very boring life. I'm not upset about it, just a realization I've come to recently. Uh, Two questions again this week. One, what is a movie remake that you liked more than the original Mine is Evil Dead? Two, I asked about your happy place a few weeks ago, but now I'm curious. What is your least favorite place? Love your bestie, Nate. Send from my iPhone. I can't speak for my esteemed partner, Dr. Manson. Um, But can I please tell you, Nate? I also lead a very boring life. It's great. I enjoy living a boring life uh, in which, you know, I get to do things um, that I enjoy doing. You know, going and sitting and having ice cream with two dear friends and my beautiful bride was wonderful. And it felt fresh because it it was the first time I'd like seen people after COVID. But like, I don't know how much more excitement I need than that. Maybe you're a different person than I am, but like, I don't mind having a boring life. I don't know about you. Do you wish you were traveling the world and getting into hijinks and adventures and things? Not really. Um, I do think I'd like to do a little bit of traveling, but not exactly hijinks or anything exciting per se. But, you know, let's go to Bora Bora. Let's let's go to. 
Paris. I don't know. But again, so let's say you go to Bora Bora, and I think we may have talked about this last week. You go to Bora Bora. What are you going to do? I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to enjoy the silence and not having anything to do. But so would you say that is a very boring life just in a different place? Sure. But I is also that? get to see beautiful water and that's, warm air. and That's true. Uh, maybe it's because I think I'm pretty sure Nate's a Twins fan. So I believe he's from the, the kind of upper Midwest. Come to an ocean, Nate. That's what I recommend. Look at an ocean and you kind of just go, you know, I don't know. I find the ocean puts things in perspective for me. Uh, do you think he's referring to a physical place? With part two, your least favorite physical place to be, or is this like a mental psychological state? I don't know. Uh, let's go to the the first question. I'm pretty sure I know the answer you're going to have. What's a movie remake you liked more than the original? I'm interested to know what you think my answer is. You said Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. You know. You you commonly say that Evil Dead and that whole I, those whole movies are up among your favorites. Or though, would you say you liked it? Is that your favorite movie that you liked more than Evil Dead One, or did you like Evil Dead One more? I like Evil Dead Two the best out of all of them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Evil Dead Two is really a remake of Evil Dead One. Ah, the okay. first ten minutes are like a recap of the first one, but then it goes so many different places with the rest of it. I don't really think it counts as a remake. Um, in fact, they planned to use footage from the first film, but they couldn't get the rights to it. So it was not intended to be a remake of any kind. They kind of just felt like they had to. Um, and so the, he's talking about the actual remake of the evil dead that came out in 2013, which was a good remake. I think as far as remakes go, that one was pretty good. However, I also really enjoy the original Evil Dead. I know it's a little campy. It's a little dated. Some of the acting's not great. Um, so I think there, I think a lot of people would look at that and say, yes, clearly this is so much better than the original, and therefore it's the best remake. But I don't, I don't think so. I think the original Evil Dead is too good, if only in its charm in some ways. Uh, so I, I, and because of that, they're both really good films. So uh, to me, there has to be a bigger, bigger disparity, I think, between the films for it truly to be the best remake. Uh, my answers would probably be either The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Yeah. Um, I'm sure GQ would probably agree with that. Or it would be probably The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, uh, directed by David Cronenberg from 86. Now, are you I'm presuming you've seen both the original and the remake? Yes. See, that's, I think, where I'm going to run into an issue <laughs> because I haven't seen a ton of, you know, well, quote, unquote, ton of movies. Well, then what's a remake that you enjoyed then? I can't even say the Johnny Depp. Um, Johnny Depp. Know, Willy Wonka. Oh, like, te- so, te- so technically, okay. So Ocean's Eleven. I love... Okay. Oh, I love Oceans. Oceans 11 is a remake and I enjoyed it, but I never saw the original. So I don't know if but it's But I better. think it's fair to say it's a remake you really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I you know, my instinct would be to say Oceans 11 um, is technically a remake that I enjoyed. Uh, yeah, that would be my answer, but I haven't seen the original. So, you know, that part I find to be a wee bit tricky, you know? Yeah. 
I think a lot of people would be tempted to say Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's remake from 2004. And I do Mm. think that movie was excellent, especially for the time period when it came out. Um, But again, I think the original Dawn of the Dead is just too good. And honestly, looking back on the 2004 Dawn of the Dead, I think it was the perfect movie, right place, right time for the, again, for the time period. But I I don't, I don't think it's as timeless as the original movie either. So I, I, I don't think it holds up as well. You know, the birdcage is technically a remake of yeah, Lacage of Fall, right? or however. You Scarface is a remake. Heat is yeah. a remake. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all sorts of really good movies that are technically remakes, I guess. But somebody sent me, did we talk about this? Uh, Bosk, one of our besties, sent me a Twitter DM. Did we talk about the fact that apparently they're making a Kung Fu Hustle too? We did not talk about it, but I, I was, I had, um, I had written a tweet because I thought that there would been a trailer teaser for it. Mm. And I was, cause I saw a tweet about it and I was looking for the teaser to send you. Then I realized, Oh, I don't think there is a teaser. Yeah. And so I really, a, I think I all that happened is Steven um, Chow said that he, he is actively working on it. I saw a poster. Yeah. I like, but I was not sure whether that was just fan art or what? So I'm not sure there's anything actually concrete about it, other than he's saying it's going to be out. I think he said later this year, but I, I don't know if I believe it. it. Love that movie. What's your least favorite place? Work. Probably. Physically. I'm trying to think. Oh, the little shop of horrors. That's a great. You're looking at the same website. I am. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great remake, though. Um, The original Corbin film, not that interesting or entertaining by today's standards. That might be a real contender. Also amazing. All these 80s horror remakes that I love. I was noticing that because they were like the house on Haunted Hill, Dawn of the Dead. They're, you know, hey, that's that's actually a really good case for a remake too. a house on Haunted Hill. That was a really good remake from late 90s, maybe, um, yeah. when they remade that. Because the thing I like about that film is they remade it, but they went a completely different direction with it. The original film, spoiler alerts for the 50s, I guess, uh, none of the ghosts are real in the original film. and But the, the remake is actually a haunted house film. And I thought that was, I don't know, it was, it was interesting. Take an idea, something a little outdated. Update for modern audiences, make it cool, slick, well-produced, and change the story. Don't be beholden to everything that came before you. Uh, I thought that was an example of a good way to do a remake, honestly. My least favorite place is pretty much any waiting room. Doctor, dentist. I don't mind them. Eh. Not that I like waiting, but I don't, like, I don't get, like, anxious or something, like, waiting. Yeah. For it to happen. Yeah. Uh, we hear from Simon. It's called the Billy Joel song, kind of. Yeah, I had a feeling. Okay. Uh, how do I want to do this? How do I want to do this? Harry Bulldog, Big Daddy, DX China, Stevie Ray, Smoky Mountain, Walter Gunter, Christopher Hero. Jen McCarthy, Billy Dixon, Brittany Baker, Quest Vision, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, 
Cassius Ono. Goldberg, Powerbomb, Mark Henry, Adam Bomb, Sting, Crow, The Champ, and I, Michaels and His Wonky Eye, Warlord Power, <laughs> Maxine, Hit- Hitman's Got a New Queen, Anoai, El Apache, Sweet Soraya, Goodbye, We Didn't Start the Fire, It Was Always Scripted, You Can Say We Fixed It, We Didn't Start the Fire, No, They Don't Quite Fight It, Bookers Try to Write It. Randall Orton, Dragunov, Asia, and Ivan Kiev, Stinkface Meller, Joey Morella, Big Beast Brock, Typhoon, Don Juan, Glenn Gilberti, Hassan, Ring Again, Two Falls, Wrist Lock Around the Clock, Crime Time, Kevin Steen, Survivor Series winning team, Jim Crockett, Bam Bam, Honky Tonk, May Young's Hand, Train of Ho, Sex Pest, Dennis Condry, Brothers Bev, Mask on Face, Bladen Place, Tunney was the Fed Prez. We didn't start the fire. It was always scripted. You can say we fixed it. We didn't start the fire. No, they don't quite fight it. Bookers try to write it. Little Rock, Canvas Mat, Foreign Object, Big Smack, Finger Lick, Kai and Tie, Sasha made that Izzy cry. Vince McMahon, Owens Fall, Scripted Violence, Fame Hall, Ben Wass, Suicide, Vince and his Exploded Ride. Molly Holly, Hair versus Hair, Fake Lumpy Choppia, Faction Group's Front Row, XFL is No Go. X Pac, Hillbilly, Kennedy. Kennedy, Chubby Wahoo Psycho, Samoans build from Tokyo. We didn't start the fire. It was always scripted. You can say we fixed it. We didn't start the fire. No, they don't quite fight it. Bookers try to write it. Hardway, Boss Man, Repo Demolition Man, Hogan, Lee Jin, Storyline Invasion. Muhammad of Arabia, Hulk's Postomania, Oleand, Mayor Glenn, and we lost Pat Patterson. Triple Paul, Impact X, British Strong Style Rex, HBK, Ran Away, What Else Do I Have to Say? We Didn't Start the Fire. It Was Always Scripted, You Can Say We Fixed It. We Didn't Start the Fire. No, They Don't Quite Fight It, Bookers Try to Write It. Crowd Control, Ho Train, HBK Is Back Again, Title Shot, Leg Lock, Dragon Gate, Mick Drop. Eddie Regal, Bowleaf Time, Terror on the Airline, Fighting in Arabia, San Martino, Hanson Stan. Fighting in Arabia, San Martino, Hanson Stan. Million Fortune, Low Ride, Undertaker's Last Ride, Pay Your Debts, IRS, Ass Crack, Charlie Betts. Bullet Club is on the shore, China with Porn, Director, Rock and Roller, Monday Wars, I Don't Want Finn Anymore. We didn't start the fire. It was always scripted, you can say we fixed it. We didn't start the fire. But when we are gone, Ric Flair's tears roll on and on and on and on and on and on. Excellent work. Simon. I want Nerd DC see? to come back to do a real performance of this. This could be gold. My, sh- my Shatner version wasn't good enough for you. I want to hear the whole shebang, DC. Oh my I, God, this was I may brilliant. Have to tweak it. I may have to. It's brilliant and I love it. I may have to edit it a bit just for my own uh, anal retentive tendencies, but perhaps. Perhaps. Oh, man. Our final email comes from Mrs. Manson. Top shelf. Near DC and Doc, the other day I took a work call from an older gentleman who was a high school history teacher. I've probably met him once or twice before, but don't really recall him and haven't had much contact with him in a while. At the start of the conversation, when I said, hi, how are you? His reply was top shelf, top shelf with a chortle. This was a new one on me and made me laugh a bit. I wanted to reply, pour me a glass of what you're having, but refrained. It was a work call after all. I feel like his reply is something my grandfather would have said. 
I know we can usually count on Jeremy and our UK pals to enlighten us to unique catchphrases and entertaining colloquialisms, but I want to ask you both if you have any favorites. And besties, I look forward to your replies in the chat. Peace and love, Mrs. M. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, and I probably mention it every March, is that the proper uh, reply to top of the morning to you is, and the rest of the day to yourself. So I always appreciate that because every so often somebody says that either around St. Patrick's Day or just randomly. And whenever I respond with that, no one ever knows what I'm talking about. So I always get a huh, and I then feel the need to educate. Um, huh? what, are your, what are your unique catchphrases and entertaining colloquialisms? Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm always partial to George Carlin's How Hangs the Hammer. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I, for a while, this, I don't think I say it that much anymore, but when I was in grad school doing a lot of teaching and things, I used to sign off a lot of uh, my classes with uh, Have a Week. I've always Kevin enjoyed Smith. Have a Week. Yeah, Kevin Smith's mm -hmm. Have a Week. Uh, speaking of George Carlin, uh, sometimes in order to confuse children, I will say, may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've taken to lately uh, when I get a work phone call at work, I answer the phone and go, Domino's. <laughs> I'm not sure that counts as a colloquialism <laughs> so much as you just being so. an asshole. But <laughs> They're one and the same. Yeah. Well. Uh, Doc, give me that piece of positivity. Oh, Peace. Or would you like me to go first while you think? Positivity for this week. I made it through the whole show without spoiling it, I hope. It kind of did. I mean, although the thing that comes <laughs> to mind, oddly enough, is something we've talked about. I enjoyed In Space with Markiplier. Um, I did enjoy that quite a bit. I would recommend anybody who's got some free time and be interested in a you know, a YouTube choose your own adventure style thing, a short video. Usually you're left with a choice. You click on the follow up video and it sends you down a rabbit hole and that sort of thing. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's the sort of thing that you could have a lot of fun having friends over and having a watch party and, you know, get letting people choose which direction do we go next and experiencing it together. Did you watch it with the missus? A bit. Yeah. She I, I, I'm, I'm, I might ask my wife to just try it. And see if she enjoys it or not. She might not, and that's fine. But we we may we may try it. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Excellent. Ultimately, I really I really enjoyed it. So Good. I mean, you know, I, I think I, it's a little rough around the edges. You know, it's not professional. Uh, production quality. I mean, it's very good production quality. Don't get me yeah, wrong. I was gonna it's, say it's not Hollywood though. But I mean, no. what is? And you know, Mark is is an incredibly creative person. But I don't know that he's. The greatest actor, although I I love watching him act. Um, but you know, like again, there's so there's there's a rough edge to it. But as long as you're down for that, you're okay with that. I think it's really good. Pinnacle of the kind of stuff you see on YouTube. You know what I mean? Pinnacle of an art form, for sure. Uh, I will talk about another pinnacle of uh, pinnacle of an art form. And that is my piece of positivity for this week. And that is WWE 2K22. Uh, I got the hard copy of the video game. It did not work. It was stuck in demo mode. 
customer service, no help at all, sent it back, finally got a refund, bought it online, downloaded it. It now works. Um, I understand you're not probably a wrestling video game person, and that's totally fine. The level of detail. I want to talk about one thing in particular that I think is new, but maybe it's not. But it's new to me. So Rey Mysterio is the cover athlete, and they have a showcase mode. And so uh, in order to get some of the wrestlers, which, of course, I need the biggest roster possible for all my fantasy booking. um, So I'm trying to get Eddie Guerrero. So I need to do a match from Halloween Havoc 97. Epic matchup between the two of them. So you see interviews where Ray's talking about the match, and then we get the actual match. Ray's in the phantom sort of purple outfit. Um, and you have certain objectives of moves you need to hit, which are similar to the moves in the actual match. And so it goes from the wrestlers, the, you know, the controlling of the wrestlers in the video game, to just an animation of the moves. And then it takes you to the match itself. So you're watching video of the match, hearing Ray's commentary over it. And so you see some highlights and then it goes back to animation and then back to the video game. And to be fair, I didn't get much past that part because I'm bad at the video game now and I don't know what I'm doing. But just that idea that they're going back and forth between real matches and not, I'd never seen that before. And I thought that was very, very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I have six promotions. I'm running six nights a week. I got Raw, I got SmackDown, I got Ring of Honor, I got Evolution, the women's program, I got Mid-South Wrestling. I, of course, have finally finished the first week, and now I'm like, oh, I could do it so much better if I did it this way. But for me, being the type of wrestling fan as I am, instead of watching uh, Backlash, I played WWE 2K22. So WWE still got my money regardless. All right, that sounds yeah, great. I'm enjoying the game. I'm glad that you are enjoying the game. Thank you. I I hope you enjoyed this fine podcast. Episode 32019192019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019923209019